Hello, I'm Brian Neville, the pastor at Grace United Methodist Church in Wyckoff, New Jersey. And with me are two others for this special Easter sunrise service. Allison Van Buskirk Philip is the pastor at Westfield United Methodist Church. And Brendan Galvin is the pastor at Passaic United Methodist Church. And each of us will be presenting a portion of this sunrise service. We invite you to go to a space that's beautiful, that's life-giving. Uh, maybe you'll be able to watch the sunrise as you listen to this. So go ahead and find that space and then hear the rest of this podcast as we present the Easter story for you. So be blessed and enjoy. Here's Allison. Our Easter gospel reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Please listen for the way that the Spirit is speaking to you on this resurrection morning. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from it. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been laid on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she bent over to look into it. When she did, she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around, and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. We don't know much 
about Mary Magdalene's story. But we do know that it wasn't easy to be a woman in Jesus' time. Still, Jesus befriends her, and she travels with him. She learns from him. She has a seat at the table with him. And so to lose him is devastating. I imagine that her grief and her fear were heavy as she went to the tomb that morning, as she went wanting to mourn the loss and how unsettling it would have been to find the person she loved, her teacher, to find him missing. And then she hears a familiar voice call her name, Mary. Jesus knows her. And as soon as she hears him call her name that way, she understands and she turns and she sees him and she calls him her teacher. And he gives her a mission, which is to go and tell the others that he's alive and that soon he will ascend to their one father, the father that is both Mary's father and Jesus's father, who's Mary's God and Jesus's God. Which means that Mary, for all the difficulties of being a woman in that time and place, Jesus gives Mary, he calls her by name, and he gives her the task of being the first preacher of the gospel, the first person who gets to share the good news that Jesus, though he died, is alive. That while it seemed as if all was hopeless, that despair was the last word, that in fact, despair was not the last word, but hope, that hope is the last word, that death is not the last word, but resurrection is the last word, that hatred is not the last word, but love, this, this, this gravity-defying, death-defying love is the last word. It's the last word for Mary, and it's the last word for each person who hears that good news that she shares with them. Mary gets to be the first preacher of good news on Easter morning. And that's what we get to be, too. We get to put ourselves into this story. We get to hear Jesus call us, too, by name. And then we get to share with others the good news that we have seen, that we have witnessed. The work of Easter is internalizing that good news for ourselves, is teaching ourselves in our bones to believe it, to let the good news override all the other narratives that we might have running around in our head to let the story of, of Easter be our story. When there's so many other competing stories out there that, want, that, that, that try to work their way in. Instead, our story is the Easter story. So the work of Easter is internalizing that story. And the work of Easter is going out and sharing with others the good news that we have seen of God's presence in our life, of God calling us by name, of God making us a beloved disciple. We get to witness this good news with Mary, because like Mary, God calls us by name. And like Mary, God gives us good news to share. 
Thanks be to God. Amen. There are all kinds of places that we can see God's good news. I invite you to join me in prayer as we consider how we can have open hearts to hear from God today. Will you pray with me? God, we ask for your good news to permeate our beings. That the resurrection of Jesus would not just be something that resides in our heads as information and knowledge, but that it would move to our hearts, Lord God. That we would see more deeply and feel deeply your love and grace and the good news that you declare in our lives. Lord, thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you seek the very best for us, and that no matter what happens in our world, in our lives, you are with us. This is truly good news. Help us to pause and reflect on this simple reality that you are with us, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ means that you are with us. You are there no matter what happens in our world. And Lord, we, we pray that we might have eyes to see other ways that your good news permeates our lives in a world filled with a pandemic, in a world that has so much strife and, and we see bad news on, on the TV and hear it on the radio and we even see things in front of us and our, among our friends and family, the division, the rivalries, the, the backstabbing, all the struggles that go with life. Sometimes, Lord, it can be overwhelming. We can feel overwhelmed by death-dealing uh, aspects of life. And so, Lord, our prayer is that we might see the good, that we might see where you are already at work, where you are already working your transformation in our lives, where you are already changing hearts and lives for the good. And so, Lord, we celebrate simple things, babies being born, people getting married, even the passing of loved ones, Lord, when they go from one life to the next, Lord. In some ways, it's a cause for celebration as we celebrate people going on to eternity, going on to life with you. Lord, we, we thank you for the things that are happening in our personal lives, the, the victories that we see uh, when, when uh, work goes well, when we have something positive that happens, when, when our children are able to complete their homework assignments, when a project goes well, when a loved one says, I'm sorry, and asks for forgiveness. Lord, these are places where we can praise you and say, yes, God's good news is permeating our lives. And Lord, even when the news isn't so good, in a grander scale, in the larger world around us, we trust that you are working deeply in these situations, bringing about transformation, that you are doing a deeper work and so we trust, Lord, that you do that work, 
and that you will continue to call people to uh, bring transformation in the world at large. So Lord, we praise you. We thank you for the good that you are doing. And we pray that your good news might be proclaimed throughout the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. The good news of Easter is that Jesus has resurrected. That death did not get the final say. And as we uh, think through Easter on this wonderful Easter Sunday, the question that comes to my mind as a church planter and innovative ministry guy is how do we share the good news? What's the invitation? And this morning I want to narrow in on Mary Magdalene. In our passage in John, Mary goes to the tomb and she's weeping over the grave of Jesus. And then she finds out Jesus is resurrected. And it says at the end of the passage, she runs to the disciples and says, I have seen Jesus. I've seen the Lord. And she told them all the things he had said. And so I think we can use her story to discover how we can this year share Jesus, the good news, to our friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, anybody. I think there's two real takeaways from her story. And the first maybe hits the closest to home, and that's that Mary, Mary's testimony about God started long before she was telling others about the resurrection of Jesus. Mary went to the tomb and wept. I don't know if you've heard the phrase, the power of positive thinking. As a pastor, I hear it a lot from my congregants. Or uh, another phrase, only good vibes, good vibes only. But notice here how Mary admits to the destruction and sadness before her. Long before she's shouting jubilantly and excitedly about Jesus, she's weeping over the real death of Jesus. That's the Good Friday truth that Jesus actually died. And this year, uh, as we approach and come to Easter 2021, I can't help but think of all of the brokenness of 2020. For me as a pastor, the literal graves, and maybe for you too, if not literal, most certainly metaphoric graves, all of our plans left in ruin, all of the certainty we had destroyed. And I think the first takeaway from Mary is that we should be telling the truth that those things actually happened. That we should be crying before graves too, with the people we love, the people we want to share the good news with. We can't live in denial of what's happened. We can only invite God in to transform it. And so I think Mary, after uh, recognizing the truth of the death of Jesus, after telling the truth about injustice and sadness, after going and visiting the grave, she then does what is, I think, awesome. She talks to Jesus and goes and tells everybody about it. 
And so the second takeaway from this story for us in Easter 2021, the second way we can share Jesus and the good news with others is to remind people that Jesus is here and I have seen him. In the midst of all the tombs and graves, in the midst of all the disappointment and frustration, in the midst of the pandemic 2020 and 2021, I have seen Jesus. And Jesus never left. That's a beautiful message. That the God of the universe, the one who's transforming graves into miracles, resurrection and life, from things we only thought could be dead, that same God never left our side in the worst moments. God never left our side at the tombs, in the Good Fridays, in the COVID hospital rooms, when we had to cancel all of our plans and when we couldn't hug our loved ones. God was still there. And that is the good news of Jesus, that Jesus shows us God is with us. And so this Easter is going to feel a little different. I hope that you're vaccinated and I hope you can hug your loved ones. I hope that you're eating ham this afternoon. But it's going to be a little different. And that's okay. Because Mary shows us that Christianity means living into and telling the truth about the graves. And also Christianity means reminding ourselves and others that Jesus is there and we've seen him. God never left us. So this Easter, however you're celebrating it, may you come to know the one who is present. And may that be enough for you. Amen. Amen.